0: What is up, guys? So, here's the deal. I was editing my podcast, and it was just taking way too long because I had a bunch of issues with the jets going overhead and everything like that, and the game actually kicks off here in, what, three hours? So I wanted to make sure that you guys had a chance to listen to this DFS episode. Don't judge it if it's not edited in the the second half. I did my best, guys, but yeah. I hope you enjoy Let's kick it off. What's up, everybody? God, I'm live again. This is getting ridiculous, man. This is getting ridiculous, but you got to get used to it. Because I do this six times, six times a week, pretty much. For the podcast, it's five times a week. And then, of course, we're going to be doing it with Tyler over there at Dynasty Happy Hour on Sunday nights. So every other week, it's going to be seven. It's going to be seven live shows for me that you're going to have to deal with. Oh, man, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. Today, though, today, we are talking about DFS. That's correct. Daily Fantasy Sports for the Thursday night game. We got the Chiefs and the Texans facing off after seeing each other twice last year. And there's a lot of fantasy relevance here in this game, right? We've got Will Fuller. We've got possibly Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, Sean Watson. I could go on and on and on. Tyreek Hillifier didn't say that already. I might have said that. Who knows? Anyways, before I dive into the DFS matchup, since this is my first, I guess, DFS episode towards games, I do want to review a couple of the I guess terminology slash you know types of games we're looking at and you know, just go over some of the basics really quick. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. I believe my last DFS episode covered all the entry-level stuff, but I still do want to discuss, just in case you missed that episode, a couple different things. Now, if you guys want to go check out the, I guess, the guidelines as a whole, head over to the pregamehq.com and you guys can check out my article. It's The Ultimate DFS Guide to the NFL or the Ultimate DFS Beginner's Guide to the NFL, it kind of gives you just an overview of of what to expect along with different, uh, you know, terms that that you're going to see throughout it and how to do, you know, stacks and and everything like that. So anyways, we have two different types of games, all right? we got a tournament game and we got a cash game. The cash games are like 50-50s, in other words, where if there's 10, 20 people and they're all paying $10, right? So you throw in 10, you're going to end up getting back eighteen or nineteen after the uh, the fee's taken out or that percentage is taken out. So anyways, that's a cash game. Uh, you just have to score in the top you know percentage. So with those types of players, you're looking for guys that are safer who have a higher floor. You're not overly concerned with owner percentages or anything like that. You want those you know high floors with the high ceilings, of course as well. When it comes to the tournaments, however, the tournaments, you really have to look at the ownership percentages, you have to look at, at their upside, and you're not nearly as concerned about their floors as you are their ceilings. You know, you want that, that Marvin Jones-esque production when he went up against the, was it the Vikings, back about the midseason last year, where he put up, what, four touchdowns or something insane? You want that high-end upside. So, when I go through and I talk about these certain players, I'm going to say, this is a guy that I like for my cash games, or this is a guy that I like for my tournaments. Now... When it goes to roster construction and how you're building your lineups, right? uh, The way that I do it is I like to pick a certain stack that I'm gonna go off of and end up building around that stack. So a stack is something where two or more players, their production directly correlates with each other and they benefit from each other's production. So for example, the most popular stack is gonna be like a quarterback and a wide receiver because every time they score, you get a touchdown for the quarterback and you get a touchdown for the receiver as well, plus the yardage in between. Uh, another stack that's you know more popular is going to be the running back and the defense. So you play a running back and the defense on the same side because if the team is up and they're winning, then the running back will end up uh, getting, getting points obviously towards the tail end of the game and the defense normally shut down the other team. That's normally a cash game type stack. You know, building rosters and getting the stacks down That is essentially how you want to start out your roster. And then I typically try and run it back with other players in terms of guys on the other team from my stack that could end up benefiting from whatever, you know, situation, game-type situation I see coming from my players. So, uh, for example, we have, what, the, the Bears this weekend, right? So if I want to play Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay as my wide receiver quarterback stack, I'm probably going to also play either Montgomery or play Allen Robinson, depending on if I think that the bears are going to be up big time causing the, uh, causing the lions and Matt Stafford to throw the ball a ton, Or if I think it's going to be a shootout, I'll play Allen Robinson. So let's go ahead and hop over to the chiefs and the Texans matchup for uh, week one. Uh, yeah. Week one, Thursday night, last year in two games combined in these two games combined, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes had a total of 14 14 touchdowns. Mahomes all in the air, Deshaun Watson 3 on the ground, 3 in the air. So, with that being said, I expect this game to be a full-on shootout once again. However, you obviously don't want to sit there and play Patrick Mahomes in the bonus spot for tournaments and Deshaun Watson in the bonus spot for tournaments in every single lineup. That's going to limit your ability to actually make it big because Because of the fact that the majority of the ownership for that bonus spot is going to be with one of those two quarterbacks. That's why teams that had what uh, Travis Kelsey last year in one of these games ended up just racking up the points, absolutely racking up the or I should say racking up the cash because Kelsey went out and put up like 137 yards and three touchdowns ended up outdoing Mahomes in fantasy, although Mahomes threw for five touchdowns in that game. Travis Kelsey still got more fantasy points, so people that played Travis Kelsey in that bonus spot ended up winning a ton of money. Now, that doesn't mean don't play Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in most of your lineups, because you should. I'm just saying be a little bit hesitant when it comes to playing them in every single bonus. right? Guys like Will Fuller, guys like Miko Harmon, guys like Travis Kelsey, guys like Tyreek Hill, will have it, although they're more volatile, could have a bigger, I guess, chance to net you uh, higher spots in tournaments. Now, in cash games, you pretty much go with them in the bonus for almost every single one. You're just trying to get in the top 10 in that or however many people you're trying to get in that top half of the league and you don't need you don't need to have Travis Kelsey hit that in order to maximize your potential. The majority of people in those those groups will have Deshaun Watson and will have Patchmore Holmes in the bonus spot so you're safe to do it as well. You just have to get the other four guys right for FanDuel and I think it's five guys for DraftKings. So, when I'm looking at, it, right? And I'm sitting here and I want to figure out who's going to be my prime cut. Who is going to be the main guys that I'm going to be stacking, right? The first guy that I have to look at is obviously Patrick Mahomes. I mean, obviously, he's going to have more boom potential than bust potential. And if if this game turns into any kind of shootout whatsoever, I mean, you're talking about big time points. So, of course, I want to start out with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes in that, that Texans defense, it's just too porous. You know, you're going to have a lot of opportunities for big plays and Patrick Mahomes is going to be the main beneficiary of that. So, yes, I'm starting out the majority of my lineups with Patrick Mahomes in cash games in the bonus spot, in tournaments, probably not as many in the bonus spot. Now, when we talk about guys that he's been throwing to Travis Kelsey, right? He's the third highest priced guy on FanDuel slate. So it actually could be a good thing because people, when they see the, you know, one of the highest guys up there, when it comes to their salaries, be a tight end, they typically start to fade that. So although Travis Kelsey will end up being in a good amount of lineups tonight, I don't think that he's going to be in as many as, let's just say Tyreek Hill, right? Or... Even, I don't know, Brandon Cooks, maybe, depending on... Did I say tonight? Tomorrow night. Anyways, uh, he's not going to be in as many lineups as the Tyreek Hills or the potentially Brandon Cooks or the Clyde Edwards Hilares or even the David Johnson's probably going to be one of the highest-owned as well outside of the quarterbacks. So, I actually like Travis Kelsey to produce. Like we talked about, last year he had 137 yards, I believe, and three touchdowns so he absolutely destroyed and the Texans were 30th I believe up against the tight ends so yeah I'm, I'm 100% on Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes as one of my stacks now when we add in another stack and this is going to make it extremely extremely interesting and if you go this route then you're going to have to I guess you're kind of going to be limited with the rest of your salary but typically when players will play quarterbacks and wide receivers or tight ends, they also don't play the running back because the running backs typically benefit when the quarterback doesn't pass. However, with Clyde Edwards Hilaire being a pass catcher and the Texans just being completely dissipated, you know, all across their their defensive front seven, I am looking for a big time, big time game for this rookie. He could absolutely stand out. So I like that stack of putting Patrick Mahomes along with Travis Kelsey and Clyde Edwards-Lair, just keep in mind that if you do that stack, you're going to be extremely limited with the rest of your salary. Now, on to the other team. If I'm playing Patrick Mahomes in a lot of cases, I also like to play Deshaun Watson. I mean, typically when one of them goes off, the other one does too. However, if you do that, you're talking about, what is that, 31, yeah, 31500 worth of salary being taken up by these two guys. So, you're going to end up having to go with lower end guys. If you do that, we'll go over a few of them in a minute. But Randall Cobb could end up being an option. Michael Harbin could end up being an option. And that could be a tournament winner, like the multi-million dollar prize winner, if you end up hitting on the right guys that are cheaper. So we already got our base down, right? We already got our, our base stack. Oh, outside of Deshaun Watson, if I'm playing Deshaun Watson, let's go ahead and talk about Will Fuller because I love Will Fuller. If you decide that you don't want to go the route with Patrick Holmes and you want to take a chance, right? Because I'm guessing Patrick Holmes ownership is going to be, you know, at least minimum, probably 80%. So let's just say that you think that Patrick Holmes has a chance to bust or not at least produce what his salary is going to be. It's not going to multiply times two or times three for what you're hoping for, right? And you end up leaving him on the bench and you go heavy on every other guy. Will Fuller could be actually the perfect, perfect fit for DFS. Last year, they were feeding him deep, and it was just situation after situation that did not work out. He should have had six touchdowns and 300 yards, in addition to what he already had last year. He dropped two balls, one which was a little bit underthrown, but he still dropped the ball. There was also one ball that was underthrown, two balls that were overthrown, and then he stumbled and fell on another one. All six of those should have been touchdowns. He should have had an additional 300 yards and six touchdowns in those two games last year. So I'm looking for him to have another big, big game this year. Don't forget Rashad Breeland. He's suspended for the first four games, right? That was the other starting corner across from Traverius Ward. Then you also have Kendall Fuller, who was their slot guy, is now in Washington. So, I'm looking for this wide receiver core for the, uh, for the Texans to have a really, really big game. And I love, love, love the Will Fuller, Sean Watson stack. So, now that we already have our stacks set up, right, and you want to figure out which guys to fill in, we have our fillers. And fillers are guys that you like and you're going to end up throwing into your lineups to try and correlate with how you think the game situation is going to go. So, Guys like Randall Cobb, I absolutely love, especially for cash games. Cash games, Randall Cobb is a lock for me in almost every single lineup. He will probably be my most owned player in cash games. So Randall Cobb, right off the bat, 100, I love for cash games. Now, when it comes to tournaments, if you play, you know, like the C.E.H., Travis Kelsey, Petra Holmes type stack, you know, and you play a bunch of pass catchers, then, of course, Randall Cobb is a nice, cheaper addition to that who you might be able to squeeze into your lineups. Um, yeah, I'm all over, I'm all over uh, Randall Cobb. He scored on 25% of his red zone receptions last year for the Cowboys, while he only saw 14.5% of them. I think that could go up significantly, significantly with the Texans this upcoming year. I don't see Brandon Cooks, and I don't see Will Fuller as a red zone threat. Randall Cobb could be that guy right along with Darren Fells. We'll talk about here in a little bit. Another guy that I'm going to take a few shots on, who's a filler in my opinion, not a main money type guy, but Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, he really gave us nothing when it came to DFS relevance last year. So I'm a little bit hesitant because I know that they're going to end up focusing on him and not letting them get beat deep this upcoming game for, for Thursday night, tomorrow night. But I still, I still kind of like Tyreek Hill to be that surprise guy. So he's a filler for me. However, Tyreek Hill is at 13K. If you're at 13K, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough, tough, tough to to squeeze into your lineup. So like I said, I'll have him in a few lineups, but I'm not going to have him in a ton. Miko Hardman, on the other hand, he's the rival of Tyreek Hill when it comes to big plays. He's the rival. Miko Hardman last year was 102nd in route participation. He was first in yards per reception and yards per target. He was second in target separation, and he was first in quarterback rating when targeted. Think I nailed that. Think I nailed that one. Anyways, I love Miko Hardman this year. And with that, that Swiss cheese type defense over there in, in Houston, I think he'd absolutely go off. And at 7,500, are you kidding me? 7,500, that's it? Dude, I'm taking shots, a lot of shots on Mikko Hardman this game, and I think I'm going to leave Tyreek Hill sitting on the bench for a lot of it. However, both guys do have upside when it comes to their plays. I just think that Mikko Hardman has a better chance, by the way. I think Miko Hardman has a better chance of doubling his multiplier or tripling his multiplier than Tyreek Hill does. All right, on to Darren Fells. His $6,500 price makes him a lock. I mean, he produced... Pretty well in both games. Uh, last one of the games, he had like six receptions for 69 yards, if I remember correctly. The other one, he ended up getting into the end zone. And honestly, with the size, with the size of the Chiefs defense, I think that they could actually work something out. Now, uh, what's the safety's name? Sorensen scares me off a little bit, right? That's the That's the safety, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Swanson scares me off a little bit when it comes to Darren Fells because he is a very good safety, but he still scored against him last year. So I do like Darren Fells at 6,500. Now, this is probably the name a lot of you guys have been waiting for. David Johnson. I like David Johnson a lot in this matchup. The Chiefs were not, not good up against the running back last year. They ranked 31st in defense versus the running back. So obviously they have some issues that they have to fix. They did add in Willie Gay and they improved the, the front seven to an extent overall. But David Johnson should get plenty of work tonight. I think that Bill O'Brien is going to be on a mission. I think he's going to be on a mission to show that the DeAndre Hopkins trade wasn't a bad move. Now, this isn't analytic-based. It's just opinion-based. However, I think that Bill O'Brien, with that mentality that he has, that stubborn-ass mentality that he has, could absolutely utilize David Johnson in not only the, the rushing game, but the receiving game. At 11,500, at 11, I was about to say eleven hundred at 11,500, I love David Johnson to go out there and produce, and I think it could be a great, great stack if you think that the Texans are actually going to take the lead in this one, which by the the way, they definitely led in the playoff game last year and they won the other game. So it's not a given that Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs are actually going to produce. So if you go with like a Patrick Holmes, Beagle, Hardman, um, C.H. Stack or something on those lines, you can throw David Johnson right there in with it. And he would actually fit right at home if you think that the Texans could take this one. Now, there are other guys that I just want splashes of. Right. I don't want, you know, a, a bunch of exposure to these guys. I just want to take a chance here and there. Brandon Cooks is going to be one of them primarily because he didn't participate in the practice and I didn't get today's report, but Monday's practice, he did not participate. So I'm a little bit nervous at, at, at him actually playing and with me doing this episode a day before the game. I'm, uh, I'm just a little bit hesitant on that. So do follow the injury report. If he does not go, then don't play him at all. If he does go, I'm just going to use him in a couple lineups here and there where I don't have Will Fuller. When it comes to Sammy Watkins... This guy's just too hit or miss for me. It's like you're chasing the dragon. You're going to go broke chasing the dragon with Sammy Watkins. So although he could end up having a huge game and he could end up netting you a ton of fantasy points, uh, his sitting there at 11,500 is just too expensive for my blood. That's too rich. And if you sit there and you play him every single week, you're going to hit or you're not going to hit a lot more often than you actually do hit. I don't like to chase the dragon in most cases. So I'm staying away from Sammy Watkins. However, I want I still want him in like one lineup. When it comes to Daryl Williams, is it possible? Is it possible that C.E.H. misses a huge blocking assignment and gets Patrick Mahomes, you know, decked? It's possible. Is it possible that he fumbles the ball? Is it possible that he runs the incorrect route, causing an interception because he's a rookie and that's what happens? All this stuff is extremely, extremely possible. So, with that being said, you have to play a lineup with Daryl Williams in it. They're already going to split snaps, in, in my opinion. I don't know what the snap share is going to be, obviously, because we didn't even have, you know, preseason. But if we're looking at like a 60, 40 percent uh, split snap share, you could see, I mean, Darrell Williams easily, easily doubling, tripling, even quadrupling his $6,000, his $6,000 uh, salary. That's nuts to me. I mean, I can't believe that they're leaving him all the way down there at $6,000. For me, I mean, I would have at least put him at seventy five or eight. But, you know, all it would take is, what, six receptions for 60 yards and two touchdowns? And all of a sudden, he quadruples his multiplier. 60 yards on six receptions. That's nothing. And then you add in two touchdowns, <laughs> crazier things have happened. Darryl Williams, for me, I'm going to be playing him in quite a few lineups. It's not going to be like a filler for me, but I'm going to do some, some centric lineups or central lineups around uh, Darryl Williams. Now, if you're looking for a couple other players because you did do a front-heavy roster, uh, roster build, right, where you had guys like Patrick Mahomes, you had guys like Sean Watson and, and uh, Travis Kelsey all on the same build, you're going to need some of these cheaper guys to still net you production. So guys like Demarcus Robinson have a chance to get a, a deep touchdown, right? Kiki Kuti, although he's on the back end of the roster, I mean, he, he's risky, but you can still take that shot. Ricky Seals Jones is actually surprising because I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe last year, the guy that went over to the Cowboys, the tight end, actually caught a touchdown reception or had two receptions along with Travis Kelsey because they ended up rolling out towards the tail end of the game a lot of two tight end sets. So, once again, I mean, Ricky Seals Jones is interesting and it wouldn't be that far fetched to think he'd grab a touchdown. Jordan Aikens is another guy. I mean, we're looking at the tight end or we're looking at the receiver situation for the for the Texans. And we're not seeing, we're not seeing a lot of opportunity uh, for, for red zone looks on the outside. So I think that they could end up moving some of these bigger, you know, these bigger tight ends to the outside to take advantage of smaller cornerback matchups. I think that it's very, very possible, very possible that Jordan Aikens actually grabs a, or snags a touchdown catch. Kenny Stills is another guy to an extent, but only The only way I'm playing Kenny Stills at his salary, because he's expensive, the only way that I'm playing Kenny Stills at his salary is if Brandon Cooks is out. I'm not even talking about like, you know, going in with the questionable tag. I'm talking about out, out. I don't want Kenny Stills. He's too expensive. That's another guy that's trying to chase the dragon, you know, too much. Then we have Duke Johnson. And I love Duke Johnson throughout this season. For redraft leagues, for dynasty leagues, I love Duke Johnson, and I think he's going to get utilized. However, I don't think that's going to happen in week one. It's a little bit risky with me not having too many lineups of Duke Johnson in it. But at the same time, I do believe that Bill O'Brien is going to pound away with David Johnson. I think that David Johnson has a chance to get 30 touches tonight. I really do. Like, that's how much I think that Bill, Bill O'Brien is going to try and force this issue. That leaves very, very little work for Duke Johnson. And at his price, it's just a little bit out of my range to feel comfortable playing him in a bunch of matchups. So anyways, guys, that is my first one of the season and it will get a lot more detailed as we actually figure out what's going on around the NFL because we obviously didn't have a preseason I need to dive into these depth charts I need to see who's actually getting the snap percentages and stuff so once I get up with that you guys will have a lot more analytic based arguments however I did have to go off of last year a bunch of roster changes and so, yeah so you're not gonna you didn't get as as in-depth analysis as you'll typically get from me but I appreciate you guys for listening. If you guys want to follow me and, and get my information, you guys can find me at linktr.ee. Once again, that's, oh, slash fantasy intervention. Once again, that's linktr.ee slash fantasy intervention. Oh, yeah, guys. Oh, yeah. Fun time. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining, and thank you for letting me intervene with your fantasy football life. I'm out. Niggas is dope, switch up a stove, to pick up a stove, they feelin' away, they know I'm the go. Hey, 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 I got it made, my niggas is made, I'm getting my money, my nigga, I'm paid. The pussy is good, my credit is great. All i want is a yacht. That's how you bang a podcast.